Bechad Mitzida. The letter Hay is shaped in such a way where where it's open on the bottom. Shkola Retzalot says, Rashi says, the Tarbas Ra, Yetzay. A person has choice in this world. If you want, you can leave. There's a way. There's a way that you can. That you can make a decision, not to not to serve Hashem in this world. So the same way the hay has that opening at the bottom. You could fall out. You could drop out of it. The letter Yudo is a nekuda ketana. Sadikim shabayshem muatim. Thank you. So the explains, there are different Madragas in Ganeidan. And the Balsham Tavakoda said that when he was shown when he was shown the lower Madraga of Ganeidan, as he explains here in the note. When he was shown the lower Madrega of Gan Eden, which is called Eitzadas Toiv Vera, Hoyu Imo Anoshim Harbim Yisrael. Let's look at the notes over here, seven. Hainu. Shazui Madrega Shaudana Barla Makadusha. So Gan Aiden Gan Aiden we're talking about, of course, not of this world, but Gan Aiden beyond this world. There's a Madrega of Kedusha, that's a lower Madrega of Kedusha. It's still not perfect. There's something there that's still not perfected. And because of that, from that place in the lower Gan Eden, where there's, a, where there's still something of Ra, of Ra, from where the Ra is able to come to this world, where there could be evil in this world, that Hashem created such a thing, the Eitzadas Tovera is still, is still with us. It's not something that was just a long time ago in Ganeid and Mikadam. The Eitzadas Tovera has a presence. There's a presence in the Olamas. In Olam Haba, there is that reality that's called Eitzadas Tovera in the lower level of Ganeid, from which Ra can descend and, and be manifested in this world. Just as the chait of eating from the Eitzadas and Ganeiden brought about a Tarubas, a mixture of Tov and Ra, and the Voda in this world is to refine and to purify the creation and to move out all the Metsiyas of Ra. 
So what does it mean that Hayu Imo Anoshim Harbem Yisrael? So in that in that lower Gan Eden, in that lower Gan Eden where there is still a Mitzias of Ra, some level of Ra, Hayu Imo Anoshim Harbem Yisrael. The Moshem says that Vacharkach, Vacharkach, that afterwards. Then when the Balsham was taken <coughs> to see the Hayim Madrega in Ganadin, it's called Tachas Eitzachayim under the under the tree of life. Hayim Hayim When it went to higher levels, to higher levels of pure taiv. There were few, and and then when they brought him into Gan Eden Hapnimi, which is Gan Eden, which is a higher, we'll see the notes in a minute, a higher, even even a higher level of Gan Eden. But there were very very few. So let's see, let's see a little bit. Footnote eight. Let's take a look at the notes eight. So the Balshama, uh, the Balshama Kodesh, uh, you might you might remember that when the Mizrach Shemagid first came to the Balshamtev, Mizrach Shemagid was a genius of geniuses in both Nigla and 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 Anista. And when he came into the Balshamtev Kodesh, we're told, we're told that he that that the Balshamtev Kodesh showed the Mizrach Shemagid a piece of the Zara Kodesh and asked the, the Magid, "What? How do you learn Pshat in this?" in this piece of the Zohar. And the Magid looked over the Zohar, and he told the Balsham HaKadosh, the Pshat, in the Zohar. And the Balsham HaKadosh said, no, the different gears of the story, the Balsham HaKadosh says, I'll show, you, I'll show you the Pshat in the Zohar Kodesh. And then the entire room was, the Magid said, was filled with, with fire, and, and he fainted, there was a whole... And what the Magid said afterwards that he heard from the Baal Shem Tov is that there's, there are two ways of learning Torah. One is when you learn about what the Torah says, and the other is when you actually pay a visit to the place. That's what he said. And you have to learn Torah in such a way, he told the Magid, you have to learn Torah in such a way where it's not something that you're just thinking about, but you actually go there. So the Baal Shem Tov, we have, we'll have a number of pieces here that it's hard to understand, like this this piece in Kesha Shem Tov, exactly, it's hard to understand what's going on over here. But the Balsham Tov experienced, and sometimes he shared with us his experiences of what happened to him when he when he was shown different madrigas in the other world. Like the letter that we saw at the beginning, the famous letter, when he met when he met Mashiach, he had an Elias Neshama. So here too, there seemed to have been some sort of an Elias Neshama. So... Obviously, most is missing. Most is missing from this piece. But look at look at footnote eight. Re'ait softness panech. That's from the Toldus B'shalach. Zayuvan medrash anal le'nacham bebira pasuk v'yu shneim arumen v'loyis b'shalshim. It says when Adam and Chava were naked in Gan Eden, and v'loyis b'shalshu, they weren't they weren't embarrassed. Ka'hefrish ben eitzachai. 
because the difference between the Madrega of Eitzachayim, the Hainu, and Madrega Shalifnechei, Eitzachayim, the tree of life, was the Madrega before they sinned. Uben Eitzadas Toivira, which is the Madrega after they sinned, who's a, is this, Kiesh Shnei Suge Bene Adam, the two types of people. There is a, a Jew who is excited, who is filled with his And he doesn't care about people who mock him, who make fun of him. Or nothing else gets in his way, nothing else is able to keep him from his Avodah Hashem and his Islavas. That's Mibchinus Eitzachayim. That's a neshama that is, even in this world here, is being nurtured by the Eitzachayim. On the other hand, you have fine Jews. But they are not entirely confident in their Avodah Hashem. And they back off or are embarrassed because of people who look at them and make fun. Or Shamanias, or when they come up to certain obstacles in their Avodah Hashem, they turn back, they don't continue on. And this is a person who is in that place of the Eitzadas Toivera, which is the Mulchemes HaYetzahara, who is in that war with the Yetzahara, who is being, who is eating still from the Eitzadas Toivera, and because of that, the Ra often causes him to have setbacks in his Avaidah. So even in this world, there are those who are eating from the Eitzachai, and there are those who are eating from the Eitz Adas, Taifera. Ubisefet Surachayim, Muva Bishem at Samach Tzedek. Habgam Shul Eitz Adas, Taifera, the damage, or the gam of the Eitz Adas, Taifera, Omar Balshamtava Kodesh, Kizen Nikra, the next page, his Galus Ha'ilamus. His galus also means the shemitziusim is galav and ikeres. The tzemach tzedek brings from the balshamtiv that in our lives here in this world, the pagam of etzadas. How do you know if you're a person who is still like munching on the fruit of the etzadas, toivera? So the balshamtiv said that's if a person is is living his life according to the Hizgalus HaElumus meaning based upon what he sees and it's visible to his eyes Shemitsiyusim is Galav in the Karens he's Meshubba to the world that is that is visible and that he sees that person is still eating from the Eitz Adas Taifera Shanir and Nifradin because the world that we see with our eyes appears to be separate from Elokuz it appears to be separate from Hashem and separate from Elokuz. And this person, this person 
looks at life in such a way that there's his Havadis Hashem and there that, there's the Torah and there's the Tefillah and the Mitzvahs and so on, but other, other things in life and the way that he looks at the world is something which is separate from Elokos. That's this Tov and this, and this Ra. What he sees as being attached to Elokos is the Tov of his life. What he sees as being detached from Elokos and he doesn't see Hashem in that part of his life, that's Ra. So he's eating from the Eitzadah's Tov Vira. Because in his eyes, there appears two worlds. Oilam Hazah and Oilam Haba. Oilam Hazah, in his eyes, is something which is expansive and which is big. Oilam Haba is a little yud. It's something which is tiny and small. He just has his time for Torah and Tefillah and Mitzvahs. That's his Oilam Haba, the part of life. And that's like a yud, which is a nakuda. Masha'en came when it comes to Eilam Hazah, so that's like a hey. Where there's that breath and that expansiveness, that's how he sees life. Vargoshas Hayesh Sha'odam Margish Be'erach Ha'avayda Nikra Rash Le'etzadaz. That Hargosha of Yesh, Ki'ilu, there's something besides God. That's called the Ra of the Etzadaz. <coughs> it doesn't have to be mamish evil. The moment one begins to look at something as being separate from God, that's already drawing, that's already tasting from the Eitzadah's Taivira. And in the beginning, there was the Eitzachayim. Heinlish Adam Rishon Loira. The Eitzachayim is when a person, which was at the beginning, of the, it was the Eitzachayim. And even in this world, the Basham is saying, a person who sees only life. Wherever he looks, he sees one thing. He sees the the living force of God himself and everything that he looks at in life. That person is somebody who, in this world, is eating from the Eitzachayim. He's eating from the Eitzachayim. So in Yeshiva, the other night, we were, it was, we had, we had uh, I mentioned this yesterday in the Yeshiva also, in the Yeshiva, and by the night we were like to have like a, like a little Breslov night. And uh, it was a very fine Rosh Yeshiva that came from Eitzachayim. We were learning together with the Chavra. And I mentioned there what Rabbi, Na- Rabbi Nassim says, in the, in the Hagdom of Chaim Aran, Rabbi Nosson, when he defines the essence of Rabbi Nachman's life, he describes him as Ish Chai Be'emes. Ish Chai Be'emes. A man who is truly alive. So if you would say that about somebody that you know, you'd say, wow, you're really alive. That wouldn't sound like the greatest compliment, that you're really alive. Although nowadays it may be a compliment. But with all of this, with all of the things that Rav Nosson saw on Rabbi Nachman, which when, when Rav Nosson describes Rabbi Nachman in other places, it's like he's talking about Mamsha Navi, the way he was describing Rabbi Nachman. What he saw with his own eyes, the Madragas of Rabbi Nachman, what he could see, which, which <coughs> he saw that any time Rabbi Nosson begins to talk about, about Rabbi Nachman, he, he doesn't know what to do with the ink in his pen. 
and he was one of the most talented of our writers who ever lived, but he couldn't find the words to describe the Madragas of Rabbi Nachman. But there he says in the introduction to Chaim Aran about Rabbi Nachman's life, he says, Ish Chai What can I say? He was a man who was truly alive. Ish Chai The greatest thing that he could say was Ish Chai and, he, and, 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 and as I mentioned there, that we see that Rabbi Nachman said about himself how he was mispali ba'atva, that he was a wonder to himself, how he wasn't able to remain on one madrega ever. He, every moment was something that he was seeking to, something higher, seeking something to be closer to Gersh Baruch, who was an ishchai ba'amas. Every single moment of his life was higher madregas of the Eitzachayim. Which as I was trying to explain the other night is was was a powerful reason why Rabbi Nachman's Torah resonates so much with us, especially after the Haskalah and after the Holocaust and so on, because of the 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 death of Amuna in the hearts of so many people and and the darkness that that descended into the world from that time. So you have here a Jew that's Nishchai Be'emes. But everything is a locus. Everywhere he turned, everything he saw was madragus and a locus. It's Ishchai, a man who is truly alive. So even in this world, one can eat from the Yitzchayim. However, as the Baal Shem Tov says over here, Ma'at Mizir, there are very few. There are very few such people. There are very few such people who, who are who are in this world and of the hay, and they in this world of the hay, they see the yud. You know, they, they manage to live with that reality of elokus, that everything in this world is elokus. There are very few such people. Mahatmizir. Beside the what can we understand? So understand of these things. These are there are certain. Every now and then we'll see something with the Bolshantov saw and we just try to read the words and do, the, do our best. Right there, page 59. The Ruach Lo Kim Rachafes. We say that at the beginning of creation, we don't know what that means, but it says, Bereshit v'lokim is shemayim v'sar, it's Ruach v'lokim is merachefes. Now remember, the Ruach of Hashem is merachefes. Remember that, the Hashem, every single word of Torah is telling us forever a way of serving HaKadosh Baruch Even those first words of the Torah, Bereshit are telling us what does it mean to be an Eved Hashem. It's teaching us something in Avodah Hashem. It's not just a description of, uh, of what was going on at the time of creation, but how you and I have to create ourselves right now in this world. So Hashem said, Ruach So Chazal say about that, that Ruach Elokim is the Hainu Ruchay Shal Adam. Is that from the beginning when Hashem created the world, the Neshama of man, Ruach Elokim, is the Neshama. Is Merachafes. What does that mean, Merachafes? 
that Hashem created the world having in mind the neshamas and for the tachlis of the neshama. What does it mean that the neshama is ruach l'kim rachefes? That the neshama is rachefes? Hovering. How they translate in English. Rachefes. Touching and not touching. Mati v'lomati. Rachefes. So the Boshem said that Veruch Lakim Rachef is the Haina Rucha Shal Adam. She Rachef Al Pne Hamayim. What does that mean? Veruch Lakim, right now in our lives now, right now in our lives now, we have to, we have to live in a way where our Ruach Lakim is Rachef Al Pne Hamayim. Mayim is Torah. She rachef al pnei hamayim. He had Torah. Oz vayem Hashem he or. If we conduct ourselves, if we live in such a way, where when it comes to our learning of Torah and our life of Torah, it's in a way of ruach lokim rachefes. So then the result of that will be vayem Hashem he or. Then Hashem will say, "Let there be light." So then we'll experience or light. That Hashem will illuminate our eyes with the light of Torah. Let's see if we can get a little bit of help over here. So let's read underneath. The term Vias Ha'or, Biyam Harishan, Amaisa Gracious, before Hashem created light on the first day of Gracious, Nemar says, Ruach Elohim Rachefes Apneamayim. That the Ruach of Hashem was hovering upon the face of the waters. And Chazal say, The Ruach Elohim behind the Ruach Shal Adam. Ruach Shal Adam, Nishmas Adam. Nishmas Adam. So to the Baal Shem Tov, that, that means that even now, every moment of life, there is this, there is this possible. Reality of Ruach Elokim Rachafes. There is this Messias of Ruach Elokim Rachafes. What does that mean? Val Pizay Yesh the first was lost in Haposik. She Yesh Kan Drishim and Hadam. As I said, every single thing in Torah to the Baal Shem Tov is Torah. Torah is a lost of Hayra, instructive, teaching, telling us something, not just a story. We're not allowed to learn the Torah just as, as a story. <laughs> so what is the Torah teaching us with Ruach HaLakim Rachefes Apnei Hamayim so while Pizeh Yesh the Farish is Lashna Pasuk Shriyesh Kan Drishim and Ha'adam Shriyirachef Apnei Hamayim Klaimah Bechines Mayim Mayim is Torah He had Torah Shinimshal Lamayim the Torah is compared to water as the Gemara says there in Bavakama called Tzomei all of you who are thirsty, go to water. It's one of the most common mishalom of Torah is water. Now, we're beginning to understand what's the Indian of being rachefes al 
Merachefes is a lotion, as I said before, of mati v'loy mati, hovering, touching and not touching. So Hashem HaKadosh says that when you're learning Torah, it should be done in a way of richof. You should be merachefes. The neshama should be allowed to be merachefes al pnei To learn Torah in a way, b'nachas u'b'mesinus. The Lashna that told us when he brings this down is she is boided viyasik betar lios mosum. Meaning, it should be done in a way of nachas, gentleness, gently, ubemesinus, and with patience. Rachefes is when something doesn't just slam into something, it doesn't push itself. Ruach Lakim is gently hovering over the waters. So when a Jew learns Torah, he should do it in such a way where he's gently hovering over the waters. Mati v'le mati. B'mesinus. B'mesinus. B'nachas. B'mesinus. Not to force it. I think the Baal Shem, I mean, with this Merachefes, is, is telling us more than just a way for a person who's sitting and learning by himself. But how we teach others also. That it should be taught, Torah should be taught in a way of Nachas and Messinas. If you want the kids to understand, and you want to be able to bring people up with Torah, it should be in a way of Nachas and Messinas. With an Edelkeit, gently. Mati Mati, take it easy. You know, not, not too hard and not too much at a time, and in a way of Mesikus, of sweetness. That lotion that we see that Al Goiz Olov Yirachef, right? Like we see at the end of the Torah. That the relationship between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and a Jew is compared to the bird that's hovering. Al Goiz Olov, goes Olov Yirachef. That's hovering over her little ones. Fluttering over the little ones taking care of them in, in a gentle way, not to frighten, as Rashi says there, not to frighten. There, there are people who, there are teachers of Torah who do it in a way of frightening the students. You have some Magidim in the time of Baal Shem Tov, and you have people like that now. There are a few individuals that they're fond of, you know, screaming about Gehenna and, and scaring people in all different ways and intimidating them into being Jews. But the Baal Shem is saying is that the way of, of Torah is Ruach Elokim, Rachefes al Pnei Should be Torah should be given over in a way like Al Goz, I love you, Rachef. In a loving way, like the bird, the mother that's hovering over. You give a little bit and then you step back. That's what it means. Mati Vlomati, touching and not touching. You give, a, you give some Torah, and you step back a little bit. And it should be done in a way. In a, in a way of gentleness. So that, so that Torah will be something that, that, that people are able to love. And Yiddishkeit is something that people are able to love. One of the Chavis sent me last night a picture uh, uh, on the phone of a shaitl burning ceremony that was taking place in Yerushalayim yesterday or the day before. You know about that? Yes. You're fortunate. One of the guys sent this to me. 
And he said, is this the religion that we're talking about? Well, there were, seemed to be a, dozens, maybe more, of guys on the corner of Yechezkel and Shmulanavi who put on a on big sticks of menorah, it looked like a menorah, and they had this sons, the ten sons of Haman, and had long shaitels on each of the things, and they're all dancing around and clapping and burning these shaitels. And there's a, and there's somebody on a loudspeaker screaming out, "It's an ace Rotson, an ace Rotson to Daven." It's an ace Rotson. That's not Merachefes Al Pnei Hamayim. Just give you an example of what's not Merachefes Al Pnei Hamayim. And it's true that it's a time to Daven. It's a time to Daven that nobody, nobody else will see this. <laughs> that nobody will see this, and that God forbid the Jews don't learn from this. There are children there, and to see such a thing. This is the this is what the, this is what Hashem gave us in Hasinai, such a religion. They were dancing around the, these shaitos. They were they were dancing around, singing. So say that we understand. So my wife and I were talking about this. To, to, to them this is something which is horrible, it's an abomination. The long shaitos, because it's not sneezing. So it's an abomination. So they believe that they were engaged in the midst of a Biyarta Rami Kirpah. And maybe they're right. I'm not saying it could be that there is something wrong with those I'm not thrilled with those long, fashionable shaitos. I don't believe God had that in mind either. That's something else. The Seder. But this is not our way, you know. Dancing around with poking it and burning like it. It's not, you want to teach about something. You want to, you want to bring people up. There's a way of it. You have a point. There is a problem with these shaitos. You have a point. But they're public burning. You know, Jews have gone through too many public burnings, you know. Books and people. It's like it's not something we, we should have learned from in that way. And and if they think that as a result of the burning of shaitos, that's going to teach the girls that that it's something you shouldn't do. Every single hair of every shaitos that they're burning, there are going to be 10,000 more girls buying those shaitos. It doesn't work. It doesn't work, and it's ugly. There's a way of teaching Torah, and there's a way of giving over Yiddishkeit. That's mati v'lamati, marachefas, benachas, v'mesinas. And if it takes 10 years, it'll take 10 years. If it takes 50 years, it takes 50 years. Besides that, I believe that these, of course, these people are all perverted, sick people. That's a, a, another note. Like, why, you know, to go out in the night and burn a shayt, yeah? There's a certain sickness. Like, there's, something, there's something deeply wrong with it, I believe. These are people who are thinking day and night of long shaitos, obviously. <laughs> who would even think of such a thing to go and put a shaitl on fire? Only people who are thinking of shaitlos day and night. Like the guy that's stoning some little girl who's walking around in bed shemesh and socks instead of stockings. Like, what, do you, what do you have with this little girl's needs? You know what I'm saying? What's your Indian with this girl's needs? That you're throwing rocks at a little girl or spitting this a few years ago. It's not Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit is in such a way with the Masikas. And then when it's done in that way, <clears throat> then the result of that will be If you teach Torah and if you learn Torah in a way of benachas, or with mesinas, patience. Sometimes you have a Balchuva, he wants to know Shas. You know, he's religious for three, for three weeks and he already wants to know Shas. Or, you, or the Rebbe wants the guys to, to be in that place. So the Balsham could have said that it's not... He wanted that it should be lichtig Yiddishkeit. And when the Yiddishkeit is in the way of when it's in that way, not by shaitl burning, when it's with talking, with explaining, with teaching, with gentleness, and with ahava, 
then the result will be then there'll be light. People will be able to understand when you talk to them in a nice way and you work with them in a gentle way. Then, not speeches about Gehenim, not, not, uh, not crazy things. Then it will be lichtig. Only when it's merachefes. What is it? And when Hashem says to Aaron Akarin, if you don't do it this way, you will surely die. I've heard Shiram from Rabbi Miller that talks about the importance of Rabbi Miller, Rabbi Miller was a, a Rabbi Miller was a very great tzaddik, and there are different there are different uh, tzaddikim, and their ways uh, are not always. He is an example of a great tzaddik who used often very strong lashinas, and those people who knew him or were close to him knew that he was an extraordinarily loving person, and and there of course there's a place for us Hashem. The Torah tells us. That there are that there are punishments for the, for sinners and so on and so forth, but when a person teaches Torah properly, and shares it with others properly, e- even though or e- even the subject of your shemaim is done in a way which is merachef, it's not in a way that destroys, in a way that builds. So when a person of that stature, like Rabbi Miller, teaches such things, it's given over in a way that people can feel the light of Yiddishkeit. But when you have some 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 yokel that got himself onto YouTube. And he gets up yelling about Gehenna like this. There's one Sfardi guy that 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 is a uh, that should be sent away to an island someplace to go back to Jerba with his ancestors. And he and he the way he screams and yells and says he said things about the Holocaust. He's like a Holocaust. He said the, the crazy things. So that, so that to force Yiddishkeit upon Jews who are very tmimistic and and very sweet and they and they hear such things and they get scared and rattled and intimidated into being from. So that's not Rabbi Vigda Miller. And by the way, Rabbi Vigda Miller was not for everybody. There are many people who would listen to Rabbi Vigda Miller, and it, didn't, it was hard for them cause, because of the, his style. But he was an East, he was an East Tzaddik. He was a Tzaddik. And when you, were, uh, you know, when you hear it on a tape, it's not the same thing as when you were with him. He was the most loving, warm person. But the, the, when you hear Shiurim there, they're sometimes they're, they're, pretty, they're pretty rough. But, but the Tzaddik gives over to her in such a way that it's merachafis. And then, by Yom Lakim, he or we should all be zayichet to learn Torah from truth at the end.